My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today it's back. It's back from retirement. The genre jar is upon us once more. If you are new to the Certified Nunas and unfamiliar with what the genre jar is, uh, we have an actual physical jar that has slips of paper in it that have genres and subgenres and real specific subgenres um, <laughs> of Asian television and film that we pick four random ones out of. And then we make a poll on Twitter that anyone can vote on over which one we're going to talk about. And this week... Sagooks have finally won. I we were very confused about the number of Sagook fans that there apparently are on Twitter, because uh, it it did quite well in the polls comparatively. We were very surprised. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Sagooks and our favorite Sagooks. If you don't know what a Sagook is, well, stay tuned because we'll tell you. <laughs> Welcome to a little mini mini edumacation with the nunas so a seguk is a catch-all term for any korean historical drama or film usually they're very they're set in the joseon era so they you know tend to have a lot to do with court intrigue and that sort of thing but it is technically any historical era can count as a Sega. But Ooh. it's just the most popular one is, you know, everyone who doesn't like a good sword fight? And a right. pretty costume, right? Yeah, like and some, like, like, silk ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fancy hair. So, oh, long hair. The manes of glory, as they call them, don't they? <laughs> but every once in a while, you get some pretty janky wigs. So <laughs> you get one of the two. So the way that we normally do this, is that we talk a little bit about the genre, and then we each go and say what our pick for what Sagook, if you like, if you like what the sort of things that we like to watch, what Sagook you might enjoy. <laughs> so, what is everyone's sort of uh, history with the Sagook genre? When I first got into dramas, I did not watch them in the beginning, but I was on Pinterest a lot, and I was like trying to find recommendations for K-dramas on Pinterest. And most of the Pinterest K-drama suggestions were all Sagooks because they're so pretty. And my sister was like, I don't think you're going to like those. And I'm like, they're so pretty. And she was like, okay. Yeah, I'm really not that into them because politics (laughs) is not my preferred genre. I don't like modern politics stories. I don't like historical ones. But every once in a while, one of them catches me and... And then I'm in in it to win it. I don't watch them at all. I don't really like historicals in general. Like, I don't watch it in any language. I think it's interesting, and I, I think, like, learning about history, but, like, not really, like, learning about it through a fictionalized setting, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've watched, like, maybe a couple. Less than a couple. <laughs> and... We all know how one of them went down for us. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm sure we'll chat about that soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, they're, they're not my preferred. They also, like, tend to be longer a lot of times. Mm. 
I just, you know, I, I just, I gotta fill my days with like shows that I'm gonna want to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have the time to. So more power I, to you. You can have them. <laughs> I personally love Sagooks quite a bit. I especially love like fantasy Sagooks. Mm. Um, big fan. But I actually like. I always love listening to people talk about them where they're like, oh, like, this, sh- this show was good except for all of that, like, nonsense about the politics. And I'm like, but I like the nonsense about the <laughs> politics. <laughs> like, I want to know how, you know, the third son of the fourth concubine becomes the cr- Yeah, I'm into that. Like, I want to know how he becomes the crown prince. Who's he going to, like, who's he going to behead on his quest for power? Okay, I am interested. But um, I've watched quite a few. Even some of the ones that are, like, real long, I've watched them. And, I, you know, I don't really talk about it much. Uh, it feels sort of, it's sort of bizarre because I, I get this sense that, like, a lot of people don't really like them, which is why I don't really talk about them that much. But on the other hand, there's so many that get made. So someone besides me must like them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> keep making them either that or they just have like a bunch of uh costumes in the back of sets and they're like all right we got listen we gotta make another one we gotta do it anyway i think sagooks are fun i like historical stuff anyway especially like i like reading historical fiction and all that so this it works pretty seamlessly uh, into my whole vibe what about you sky i really haven't watched a ton of them i have watched a very small handful so far, I I go for the lighter ones. I haven't really tried much for the super serious. Um, I mean, I've watched a few episodes here and there of like The Crown Clown or something, but it was a little too intense for me. Uh, and politics wise, yeah, I to me the story gets bogged down quite often. It might be a testament to the ones I've tried as well. I mean, but in general, mm-hmm. it's definitely not going to be the one I pick up. However, like I said, light, the lighter ones or the more f- fantasy-based ones, mm. I, I definitely usually give more of a look to. And I'll, the fantasy ones, I, when I say fantasy, let me be specific. So even though I enjoy supernatural aspects as well, um, when I say fantasy, when it comes to Sagook, like a very shiny view of what would be a dark time in history. So. Mm. that's what I mean by lighter Mm. and all that um, to where there's maybe more humor in it or maybe more feminism, you know, things that, Mm -hmm. you know, weren't a thing then. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the first half of uh, moon lovers, (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't seen it. I don't know. No, don't. don't. If you you like happiness. No, I I will watch it sometime. I just haven't yet. Yeah. It's, politics and I don't like politics doesn't matter what year it is so <laughs> yeah yeah Same. politics and corruption usually don't play off very well for me so we know and that's like your driving force on like most of yeah. Sagux it's not 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 a lot of options there and in case People don't know, if you didn't hear the time or two that we've discussed this in the past, there was once upon a time where Jesse, Natalia, and I watched <laughs> 100 Days My Prince together. Yeah, oh, um, boy. That's, you know what? 
Okay, I'm going to come out and say it. In all defense of 100 Days, my prince, and envoys aside, <laughs> pushing the envoys aside, it wasn't that terrible. Like, it had I mean, moment. it was definitely something I would have dropped if mm. we were hadn't been watching it together, so... That's a thing. Watching like, it's it definitely terrible enough for me to, like, have wanted to drop it. But we were, like, watching it together. And so that was a thing. So it was like, okay, I guess this is a, we'll just, like, trudge on as a family on our, <laughs> on our movie night. On our, road, on our road trip to hell. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, okay, the problem with, like, also 100 Days, My Prince, not that it, like, actually, like, it affected things just because it pushed it to a weird time, essentially. When I started 100 Days, My Prince, I had a lot of time. It was, like, a great time for me yeah. to be, like, watching a lot of stuff. Then Drama Fever, which was carrying it, died. We started this whole thing. Then I didn't have, like, much of any time after that. And then, like, I had the, the rest of 100 Days, My Prince. And then I was also not, like, enjoying it that much. So then I was like, I could just cut it now and then move on <laughs> but yeah. i mean our like little like movie nights were fine we had i mean like back, enjoyed that, that, that back, but that was back before rabbit was uh was dead too yeah the double Bye. the double uh double whammy <laughs> pre, pre the double funeral that went down there now, and i will say so the first half or so of 100 days my prince was an easier watch than the second half and i i think because of the small handful of more politically inclined segooks that I've watched. Once it starts dragging, that is when I'm like, ooh, am I invested enough to keep watching this thing? Yeah. But- yep. I mean, like, also, like, with 100 Days of My Prince, the first half does focus on, like, in the found family, and you get a lot more character-based stuff, which is, like, mm. a thing I like. Mm. And then, like, towards the end, it becomes the politics corruption, and then they kind of just, like, stop caring about Inter- like talking about those characters too so then there's this is like weird drop where you're like but this is all supposed to be comedy and they keep forgetting that it's supposed to be comedy until these like random times and you're like I, I, oh, oh okay we're that's the joke you're gonna do right now yeah, oh, totally okay. work. there was be. tone issues there <laughs> the- I feel like there always is with like with the more later rom-com segos is that like even those ones all they look pretty and I'm like it looks like it's gonna be fun it looks pretty but like they're still gonna kill off half the main characters aren't they like I just it's just you know I'm I'm I've been burned before and I'm like scared I mean, that's not a definitely not a thing you can kill off characters I don't need a happy ending I don't need any of that like <laughs> you can get I'm like a prime for that like type of thing it's just I don't need the politics and corruption getting in the way <laughs> what i think is funny is when uh when you start a segook and then you see you know there's a small handful of actors that they're usually in segooks and they're usually the bad guys in segooks specifically yeah. so when you see them pop up with a certain type of hat it's like you're like oh, you're okay the left minister who's doing everything aren't you yeah well, well, yeah. well, well. And you're gonna get, again. And you're gonna get like way more screen time than the stuff that I care about, right? <laughs> like that's usually. <laughs> I mean, Sagooks in general, they do cover a lot of subgenres, like we said. So you get the fantasy ones, mm-hmm. you, the lighter ones, the darker ones. There's some really mm-hmm. intense ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely understand why other people would like it. 
too. Oh, yeah. Like it's never not a like a weird thing for me to like be like, oh, that's weird that people like it. No, I can see exactly why they would like it. Oh like, yeah. Our to them, sure. you like it, you like it. And to tell you, what's the most episodes you've watched for Sego? Like, what's the longest one you've? Uh, okay, let me just look up how many episodes. Fifty. 50. Six Where's Flying it? Dragons was 50 episodes. Mm. Very good. Uh, and were then, those hour-long you know, suckers? Was an hour long? They were. Whoa. They were indeed. Uh, <laughs> That's serious. I, I liked it. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I enjoy myself. And also, I have... As, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I do have... Uh, a chronic illness. I have an immune deficiency that keeps me from leaving the house for much of the year. So I got to fill my time somehow, you know? And uh, sometimes in this 50 episode uh, politically <laughs> charged historical drama, just it keeps the time moving, you know? I could definitely see if you get into the political side, it would be like, ooh, I got to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there, it. You start out, like, it's really bizarre, because when I started watching them, I really didn't like the political stuff, but then it, like, it bizarrely grows on you, and you're like, okay, like, ooh, what's that son of a bitch second minister gonna get up to now? Like, ooh, they think, oh, they think they're gonna catch him, but I know he's gonna weasel his way out, I wonder, and it's just, you know, it's kind of fun, but stupid at the same time, you know? Like, it's, it's hard to explain why I like it, like, I just... I just, you know, you just like it. Yeah, man. I just. I think the first Saguk that I ever tried was um was a Weekender Saguk, and I'd never tried a Weekender before that either. Mm. So I had no idea. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's well, that's when you get those fifty like one hour episodes. Is usually it's a Weekender, right? And Mm. yeah, and Rebel Thief like. The concept sounded really good, and I really, but not being familiar with Weekenders, I wasn't familiar with the fact that very, very, very frequently, the first, like, two weekends are going to be set in the past, and then you're going to time jump to the, so it was all, like, this 10-year-old kid and his parents, and then, you know, his parents get killed or something, like, and I was like, oh my god, what am I watching? Like, it's so depressing, and ah. and then I was like, I just, I can't, I can't do, like, 50 hours of this. I just, at the time, was, like, not mentally prepared for that, you know? I was used to, like, in a 16-episode, or by episode four, things are starting to move, and by episode <laughs> four, things were not really moving yet, and I was like, I just don't think I can do this. So we're going to talk about our picks. Yeah, sure. let's do it. I can. It's pretty easy for All me. Right. I yeah. think that everyone can probably guess what I'm going to pick. <laughs> I might have. I might have. I wonder, like, maybe. What could it be? Listeners that have listened to this. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, rookie historian Guhei Rung is my pick. It is a... It actually gets a little darker than you expect as the show mm. goes on, but it definitely the first handful of episodes feels much more light. Um, it is a more shiny version of a Seiguk. Mm-hmm. 
things still happen, but there's definitely some a fair bit of feminism going on. It's great. Um, but yeah, it's really, really enjoyable. And actually the one of the plot points or they have some history actually in the show to where they talk about um, where vaccines came from in Korean history and the things that they discuss in that at least a fair bit of it is true because recently when I was watching master in the house and they were talking about the virus and stuff and vaccines and where they came from, they were in a school type setting. It was kind of funny. And so Inwu answered a question and he got it right because he knew who quote unquote invented vaccines. And they're like, how did you know this? He's like, (laughs) Plot point and he's like, well, 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 yeah. let me tell you. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And they showed a clip of the drama. And I was like, I mean, I kind of, I assumed that a lot of the stuff in the drama was true as far as the names they were using and stuff. But so that confirmed it the way they were discussing it. So that was actually really cool. I was, I didn't figure that was going to be it at all because a, a lot of the plot is about pretty much court positions for women that were educated and the types of women that wanted to have those positions, you know, one was from a wealthier family, so people didn't understand why she would want to work, essentially, as opposed to just have her wealth. Well, back then, women, it wasn't really her wealth. It was whoever she would marry someday, you know, all these things. And so they would talk about that. And then a lot of it also came about, I'm trying to, there was just a lot going on in the show, actually the role of the historian and how that becomes a very, the word political is pretty apt because they would write what would happen. But of course, sometimes Kings wouldn't want certain events to be recorded in history. Mm -hmm. And they would kind of come to blows over that because the historians would see it as their duty to record exactly what happened. And so then that, so then that is how it kind of gets a little darker because things happen with that then there's a cute little lost prince dude you know my <laughs> ultimate body that's a thing uh, and i'm gonna say this now a lot of people thought that his character was like at least the first six episodes or so was really too silly and stuff it's the way his character was written he was a naive prince who was like really removed from society so that is the vibe of the show for a while it's kind of silly a little bit him and his little Helper guy. The helper guy is really funny. But, I mean, there's some deeper stuff that goes on. There's a lot of really good themes in it. Like, people probably go in for the rom, the romance aspect, but the romance really isn't the main part of the show at all. It's really about the historians and yeah, kind of even there's a little bit of tension between the female historians and their role along with the male historians because that's kind of a yeah. battle making their own way with that and getting more than just pretty much being secretaries for them. Um, so, and then it made me wonder how much was true. Like, of course there were some aspects like, Oh, they're going on a girl's night out. That probably wasn't really a thing back then. You know, yeah, <laughs> it was silly, but whenever it was, I wonder how female historians really did function. You know, it kind of made you wonder. So I really recommend it because especially I wouldn't go in wanting just for the romance aspect. It's cute, but like you're not going to get romance every episode whatsoever. Maybe not even every couple or three episodes. To me, that's not the cell that you should go on for that show. But 
really cool. I really enjoyed it. Well, for me, okay, so while one of my favorite shows, Korean shows, is technically a Seguk, I've talked about Secret Healer before. <laughs> I've talked about it before. We don't need to go on about Mirror the Witch again. So I've decided to go for a different one today. And I'm going to recommend the drama The Scholar Who Walks the Night. Now, night. this, okay, if... If you're going in this for romance, get out. Because the romance is not, like, I'm going to be honest, their chemistry, not great. It's not great. But that's not why you're watching this, okay? You're watching this for the villain. So, okay, let me scroll back. The basic plot is there's this girl who cross-dresses as a man in order to, you know, write books and read books and Listen, you know how this, you know that plot. Uh, but meanwhile, there's also a vampire. <laughs> there's two vampires, actually. There's a good vamp, good-dish vampire played by Lee Yuki. And then there's a real evil vampire uh, played by, oh, what's his name? Um, he's, he has, like, the really, really, really deep voice. Um, oh, Christ, what is his name? He was in uh, White Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, Lee, Lee right. Su-Hyuk. Yeah. yeah. Lee Su-Hyuk, who plays possibly the greatest vampiric villain I've seen in a long time. And, you know, for all of those who are, you know, in this a little bit for eye candy, he does most of it shirtless. So, a little <laughs> pro note. But that is not why I like the show. Um, the show is well acted, and it has, like, a really interesting like thing and it, it's like a really interesting plot and also the court politics i know i know <laughs> uh are actually it's, politics. it's it's actually interesting because it's got like you know the evil vampire is like you know the evil villain puppet master behind the throne like controlling every, anyway mm. he um yeah and he's just you know He's this this Lee Jung-ki just plays like a nice vampire, ni- nice-ish vampire, and then you know there's this you know and okay so I have like so a little nice bit of a vampires. problem with vampire yeah I have this, a little bit of a problem with vampire fiction in general and it's with the romance in vampire fiction because there's always like a sort of uncomfortable edge to it right it's like sure he might look eighteen. But he's like 200, right? Well, and that's so, cool the any paranormal. Like you can't. Yeah, and so it's like. Any. And so when when you have like this 200 year old, and there's like a 17 year old love interest, I'm always a little squicked out. But this one doesn't play up the romance that much. So it could have literally. I'm gonna be honest. There could have been no romantic subplot in this show, and it would have still worked as a show. Uh, but it is really entertaining and. It is really well done, and Lee Jung-gi is always a delight, and Lee Hoo-seok is always a delight, so, or Lee Soo-hyuk, I said his name backwards. Um, so, like, Chang Min's in it, man, like, it's got it all. So just, like, go enjoy it if you like that sort of thing, which I do. So, yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to talk about a drama that I've already talked about many of times, but I don't have very many choices to talk about. So this is what <laughs> you're going to get. 
Uh, and they officially just put it on Cocoa and Vicky this past Halloween. So now it's like available for all of you. And that's the show Hometown Legends, a.k.a. Ghost Story, I think is what I have it on the those sites as. It is technically like an anthology series, drama series type thing. Um, and uh, each episode focuses on lore in Korean history, and it's all set historically. There's, n- hmm. I haven't watched all of the seasons. The first run of it was like in 1977, and they had like a run of like doing seasons of it um, through the 80s, and then it came back in the 90s, and then it came back in the 2000s so it's this like big long thing I don't know if like any of those like the 90s episodes like went out of historical but like I don't think I think because of like how the other seasons have played out they're all kind of historical um it's really cool because it like focuses on like a different thing and like you have like the kind of known like Korean folklore like the gumiho but there's like other things or like other like stories that are kind of like localized to like one specific area and just kind of like just a story that has been passed down so that makes it like an interesting thing um um and I like that like it is an anthology series so like all the the story is contained in one episode so when you get to the next episode it's completely different cast completely different story there's no connection unless like somehow they hired the same actor but it doesn't matter they're not it's not like they're playing the same character or anything like Mm -hmm. that it allows like the viewer also like if you're not korean to kind of see kind of some of the the lore that is like outside of what you would normally see in a seiguk or not in seiguk just like in general because like you know there are the like the the folklore that's like kind of common just like every other place Mm -hmm. you know they like focus on Mm -hmm. like the most common things I think it's neat to see that kind of thing and like see it presented in a, like a story and it just, it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it and you can watch it now legally. So that's a thing. That's nice. It's not like super scary, but it's just, it's horror. It's not purpose. I I don't really think Mm. it's supposed to be like scary, you know, Mm. it's kind of like, it would have been scary if you had been like telling these stories by the fire pit but it's not like yeah it it is like its purpose is to scare you kind of like mm-hmm. so i really like it all right so as i said before i am not a super big saga fan i i wanted to be but politics got in the way um but my first saga that i Watched all the way through, finished. I think this is part of my problem. I'm still going to recommend it anyway. Is Scarlet Heart Rayo, or Moon Lovers is sometimes <laughs> called. It's a really, really good show. Lots of pretty going on. Lots of heartbreak. I cried a lot, let me just say. But, um, but it's really good. Stars IU as a girl who drowns I guess and wakes up in a pool full of hot half-naked men and it's you know like 
okay. And then, you know, they turn out they're all princes. And so this is a crime to see the naked princes. So somebody rescues her and she goes on to be a servant girl and catch the eye of pretty much all the princes. They, they basically all kind of either fall in love with her or want to kill her at some point or sometimes both. Like, so is, is it kind of like a reverse harem show? I've wondered this. Yeah, kind exactly, of but kind of. She does mm. definitely, there's three or four of them that are in love with her at various points in time. Um, she's That's in love with more than one of them. But she's yeah. mostly in love with one specifically. Yeah. For well, the longest time. Well, she starts out very in love with one, and then moves on to another one and he's sort of the main dude for the rest and he's of course the like dark horse you know unloved brother or whatever they're all half brothers there's like four or five or six wives and then they've each got one or two or six sons each and you know you know how it is you know how it goes so, I, I mean, at one point, the dad is going to marry her. Um, yeah. Like, and she does not want to marry the dad, but, like, you're a servant girl and he's the king. You don't actually get, you know, choices. So, and there's a whole thing with, like, the one guy has a scar and she, in the future, she works at, like, a makeup counter, at, you know, like, Sephora or something so she's going back in time and she's like oh you know I'm good with makeup so she like helps him to hide his scar and you know all this so it's got some of that like time travel-y stuff to it but it's not like one of those ones where they're going back and forth throughout the whole show is in the back like in the back in the past it you know starts out in the in the now and her boyfriend's dumped her or something, and she's super sad, and she gets drunk, and then she tries to rescue a kid from drowning, and she winds up drowning herself. Um, and, like I said, wakes up in the past, has a whole life of court intrigue and lots of romance that goes about as well as her modern-day romance did. And uh, it's really, really good. The story is good. The... Um, the actor's good. Our sweet baby Jisoo is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a delight. Becky's in it. He's also Beckham's a delight. I, when I first started watching it, like I said, this was my first Sega, and it was really early in my K-drama watching. So I was having much more difficult time, like, with them all in, like, the wigs and the robes and stuff. I was having a really hard time telling them apart. So for a, a big chunk of it, I kept confusing Beckyun and Jisoo. And now I'm like, how are you confusing these two? They look nothing alike. What is wrong with you? But like, I was new. Um, but yeah, it it's cute. The bromance bits are really, some of the bits are really sweet and funny. And there's really cute bits with the, her bringing modern day things into the past and stuff, which is kind of fun. And yeah, I will say, I will say this. King Hanol's wig 
is a disaster. Just like, and it's like from the, from the front, it looks pretty good, but then they'll have like shots from like the back or the side and you're like, bro, I can see your line here, sir. <laughs> but he, he's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it is good. How, how much politics is in it? I've wondered that. <laughs> um, there is a fair bit, but it's sort of, what I mostly remember is the bromancy stuff and the politics are there, but it's, it's kind of all more like brotherly infighting politics. Like it's, it's not a lot of like outsiders exerting on, it's just all. No envoys occur. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it puts oh. the envoy level in this season. <laughs> very low, very low envoy level. <laughs> Basically, you know, messed up family relationships and. That, Which that know, would be in any drama. Really? Like, imagine the most dysfunctional family you know, <laughs> but if they were royalty. Yeah. So well, that's like, the way royalty is. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's more messed up family politics, but because they're the ruling family, it becomes politic politics. Politics politics, because, yeah. you know, it is what it is, and who should be the next king, and who should be the next king, and... <laughs> And you'd think, you know, it should just go in birth order, but because multiple wives with multiple sons, that's one of the things in it. They're all like they go by their number. So it's like second son, third son, fourth son, sixth son and stuff. And they don't all like I think it's like the fourth and the the third and the fourth or no, the third and the fifth they're brothers like full brothers and then there's like over here and then you know <laughs> dad like really favored her for a while and then left but then he came back and like <laughs> yeah. like yeah it, it, it's a little confusing that way but you kind of get the gist of it it doesn't really I don't really need the full family tree in order to like get what's going on here you know mm-hmm. so and yeah, it's kind of one of those ones where everybody sort of falls in love with her because she's feisty, because she's from the future, and she doesn't, you know, behave very appropriately. So, well, okay, all the guys fall in love with her, and all the, like, women want to punch her in the face, mostly, because I think jealousy, you know. Yeah, and there's evil mother-in-laws, like, four of them because you know <laughs> times four that, that now yeah. I guess that's the second so when you talk about Sagos it's like what's the envoy level and then what's the evil mother-in-law uh, level like how well, many the evil mother-in-law level is quite up there <laughs> yes yes some evil mother-in-laws are more evil than others but yeah it's so if you're dealing with lot. multiple of them that is evil. <laughs> Sister-in-laws, evil, you know. I think there's only one of those. There's one princess. And she's, well, there's like know. two, but one of them's nice. Oh, one of them's like five or something. One of the princes basically like rescues her and like moves her off into the mountain kind of thing. Like, yeah. don't live with us because we're the worst. Like, <laughs> oh. go, go, go yeah. be safe, little. Sleeping beauties are 
takes her. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, exactly. there's like another fun female character who's like the daughter of like the general of the king's army who yeah. lived on the battlefield with him. So she doesn't know how to be ladylike at all. So she's a delight. Yeah. Uh, Very good at fighting and standing her ground, which is also fun. So there's lots of good characters. I mean, that's one of the things with something like this is that there's so many characters. There's a good chance you'll like somebody. Like, yeah, just the the big problem is if you, you know, with so many brothers who are all, you know, falling in love with her, if you start sailing on the wrong ship, you're in for a world of hurt. So just, you know, if they could have only leaned into the reverse harem thing a little bit more and just it wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, but they, they take you for a little bit of a ride because like for the first half of the drama, you think they're going to and like you think you're getting a fun little like, but no. You think it's going to be sort of one bride, seven brothers, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it takes a bit of a turn in the second half, not going to lie. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. (laughs) I feel like that's the story of a lot of sagas. Like, they start out sort of... Character or Yeah, and then the second half, they hit you with the politics and death, and you're like, oh, great. But, But, I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, I really cried a lot, but I also really, really enjoyed watching it. Um, I think it's might be the reason why I got a drama fever. Like one of the reasons why I actually started paying for drama fever because I didn't want to like wait for the episodes. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, that means it was a drama fever thing and the license on that one has apparently not worn out yet it has not yet shown up on netflix or vicky that would so, be such a netflix one man it, yeah, it would be it would be Which, netflix it has is, just picked up a bunch of drama fever ones like they just got strongest delivery man so i'm hoping that that means yeah these are all those licensings mm-hmm. are you know coming due and mm-hmm Netflix will hopefully get it because I think yeah I think it would be a good one on Netflix. It's so popular. I mean everybody. Even, even it. It's also yeah. it's also gorgeous. Like it the is. filming of it is gorgeous. That one the beautiful. one bad wig aside, everything else is wide <laughs> as a chef's kiss. There's a lot of like like horseback riding with hair and a cape flowing behind you and you know. Stuff like that, it, yeah, it is really pretty. There's a lot of really pretty prettiness to it. So, but I think it scarred me a little bit in the Sagok world. So it makes it a little difficult for me to like fully commit now. But I mean, definitely for not the super light Sagoks, that is kind of a hallmark thing to have to have a little bit of you know, death yeah. with some of your main characters. It seems like that's a common. It's true. It is true. And, yeah. and yeah, if you go in, if you go into Sagooks not knowing that, that, that that's a thing. <laughs> and that was, as it was my first, I was oh. unaware that this was something I should be on the lookout for. So. Like, oh, it doesn't yeah. have a Disney ending? 
<laughs> yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, and then your sister who's seen other singles, she's like, girl, I told you. <laughs> oh, gosh. My sisters watched K-dramas for about two years before I started watching them. And, like, the number of times when they were just, like, patting me on the head, like, hey, where I was like, I, you know, like sassy go-go and I was like I really think like Jisoo's got a chance and they're like oh girl <laughs> and I was like oh, <laughs> what a lovely dream you're having right <laughs> now oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh sweet summer child <laughs> I know better now oh poor Jisoo even when he wins he loses most of the time <laughs> Even when he gets casted anymore, we're like, we'll see. We'll just see. <laughs> I'm glad that you're getting paid. That's all, really. That's all that matters. You <laughs> get that bread, buddy. You, you get, get that, that bread. puppy money. You get it, buddy. <laughs> we believe in you, my dude. <laughs> if he ever just has some triumphant, like, normal male lead character, we're just all going to be like, we're going to be so confused. No, we're not going to believe it. The entire time, we're not going to believe it. That's yeah. the problem. We'll get to, we'll get to episode 16, we'll be like, okay, so where's the rest of it where he gets dumped? Like, where's... <laughs> or dies, or something. Yeah, like, or something. something like, or oh. she dies, or what? Where's the tragic ending for him? Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. What? Three minutes of the entire series, it's like, where's the truck of doom? Because there has to be one. Like, that. yeah. Cool. Uh, one of the only times that a, a drama ends happily and perfectly and totally sticks the landing, and yet still everybody is mad because they're like, <laughs> it's not the, what they were expecting. <laughs> well, with that, on that note, we end yet another genre jar episode where we talked about Seguks at. You, the listener's insistence. Uh, <laughs> we hope you enjoy them. And if you have any Seguks that you really like that we haven't mentioned, feel free to, you know, tweet them at the official Certified Nunas social media account, at Certified Nunas on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. It's good times. Uh, thank you. For listening to us and for listening to this episode you can listen to it pretty much wherever podcasts are found uh we got we're on spotify apple itunes we're, we put them up on youtube and of course all of our episodes can be found on our website certifiednunas.com if you want to become an official sponsor of this podcast you can go to ko-fi.com slash certified nunas in order to become one of the certified found family whom we love and cherish and they keep the lights on in this uh, metaphorical house that we have going here. Uh, we hope that you have a fantastic week and are staying safe and healthy and, you know, keep on enjoying all that the world of Asian entertainment has to offer. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.